0: Hi guys, it's Martin Futter here from BetfairTradingCommunity.com and uh, today I want to do a podcast on entry and exit points in trading um, specifically in tennis. Um, the tennis season is uh, well and truly upon us. Many traders at the moment will be switching sports for the summer and uh, so it seems like a good time really to cover this. Um, one of the things I think is probably the most important thing in trading is entry and exit points so I'm just going to give you a general overview of what are the good times to get in what are the good times to get out and uh, hopefully it will give you some uh, help and uh, a foot up in your own trading so what separates winning traders from the losing ones there's a few things obviously discipline bankroll management um, but I'd say up there with those two and maybe even more important in some ways is uh, good entry and exit points so it's almost an art form because obviously hitting the perfect entry and exit point is near impossible however hitting good and profitable ones is very achievable if you know what to look out for Um, so I think this is absolutely key in a swing trade sport such as tennis Um, because the odds are moving point by point, so ball by ball, and uh, every every point is going to be up and down in the market. So if you can get on top of those things, um, you'll have a little edge on the market. Um, what we're looking for a lot of the time is when the market is not necessarily reflecting what we're seeing in front of us. Um, so the best situation to get in with entry points obviously is laying very short odds or backing at high odds Um, when the contest the market deems the contest over but it's not over and you think there is a chance of a comeback Um, you know we've seen it this week with trades in the tennis where I've I've advised lays at 1.03 and the woman has gone up in the in this case the WTA match. The woman has gone up to over two point zero, um, and that's not even in a huge space of time, maybe 15-20 minutes. Um, so we actually had a one point one one lay that won for us uh, a couple of days ago. And uh, you know, if you know what to look out for in these situations, you'll you'll find out that you'll have a little edge on the market like I say. So I probably do ninety percent of my trading in play. Um I find it easier to spot the times when the market is overreacting. Um however sometimes I get involved pre match with the tennis. Um it's just rarer because obviously pre match the market's a lot more static and uh, panic mode doesn't hit people in the same way so i think sometimes in play you do get situations where the market's all over the place um because the traders are starting to panic um and you can take advantage of that if you know what you're doing if you're not afraid to take the market on um you know obviously learn the sport you want to trade so put some effort into learning tennis have a look on sites. It's a really good, we're going to bring out some software soon actually on tennis, um, which will be absolutely free with your membership as it is. So there won't be any price to purchasing that or anything. So that'd be a great little addition to the site. We are planning to add, uh, various softwares for various sports and, uh, That will really help you with your tennis research. At the moment, I use a site called matchstat.com. It's absolutely free. Um, And it shows you all the matches up that day. It shows you head-to-head, stats of the matches that have already happened, um, history of that year, where their ranking is. It also has a handy thing that tells you, um, basically, if you'd bet £10 per bet on that player all year, whether they'd be in profit or loss for the year. So it's quite interesting to see what's how the market reacts to these people, whether they're overestimating them a lot, whether they're underestimating them. It can sometimes help you with just thinking about potential entry and exit points. Um so, you know, obviously once you've learnt the sport well, um you should be able to spot prices that surprise you. Um especially if you're studying markets. Now I kind of have a rule of thumb, if a if a price surprises me You know, unless I can find a real reason for that surprise, I'll get involved at that price because I think it's wrong. And a lot of the time, you know, the market does get prices wrong. We we tend to think of these markets as really fluid and uh, consistent. I'm not so sure that's the case, especially in tennis, where I don't think markets are particularly great at predicting certain things. I think they have a lot of bias in them. Um, especially with with better players, I think they often overrate the better players. So there's a lot of fine margins in tennis, and uh, that's why we see where you know someone like Djokovic can lose to someone you know ranked around 100 in the world. Um, you have one bad day; it's a one-on-one sport. So this is why, especially when you're watching the game, it can be a brilliant sport to get involved with with and trade. Um, And there will be times where you need to go against the crowd to make money. Um, But often that is actually the best way to make money trading. You know, if an underdog is a better price than you would have given, then lay the favourite. You know, that's a good entry point for you. Um, So just before I do start to go into specific entry and exit points in this case, I just want to make one point um, about missing entry points. So if you see a clear entry point, but you missed it. Maybe you ran out of time. You clicked the wrong button. Whatever. Um, there can be loads of different reasons. Don't try and correct it by taking the same bet at worse odds. Now, I see so many people do this uh, when following advice. Um, you know, and I'm not talking necessarily about a tick or two here. If you're waiting for 20, 30 ticks, but. I'm talking about when the market moves, you know, so for example, say you wanted to lay a server in the women's game and she was about to serve, you didn't quite get your lay matched, and then she goes love fifteen down. Now at this point, that's a bad entry point because there's a good chance she gets back to fifteen all. She might go love thirty, but the market's already half expecting a break of serve so you've got to be really careful because even if it goes love 30 unless you get your money out of that stage it can easily go fifteen thirty, and you're exactly back where you started with your trade um now if you obviously if you had gone at the right time when you wanted to love 15 would be a brilliant result and love 30 even better so you're kind of narrowing your profit margins over the long term i think with those trades um So, you know, that's just a little example. There's obviously better examples um, where the market can move significantly. And, you know, you might see a player sort of six sevens on Betfair. Suddenly it comes into three and you think, oh, damn, I missed out on that. I'll get in now. Obviously, that might be the time where they've broken serve. They start to feel pressure and they get broken back. And suddenly you've made a red on a trade that would have made you green by getting in at the wrong time, um, so if you miss an entry point, just don't don't get involved at worse odds. That's my general rule of thumb, anyway. Um, so I'm just going to go over a few entry and exit points for tennis. That uh, you know everyone trades differently, and uh, there are many ways to skin this cat. The important thing is to make sure that we are skinning this cat, and these are, in my opinion, um, the best entry and exit points for me. So. You know, there are going to be times where at the start of a match, if the player you like is a big underdog, they're going to be a great entry there and then. Um, I mean, yesterday I was trading Elias against Raonic match, and uh, I thought Raonic was vulnerable this week. It's a week before the French Open. And uh, so I laid him at 1.15 before the match. Now, for me, that is plenty short. You know, I mean, you're talking about a guy who... He's not a great returner of serve. He's got a big serve, playing on clay against a clay specialist a week before a slam where he might not be fully motivated. I'm very happy to take those odds. Now the nice thing with that trade, again with these short odds and the entry point, was because he didn't break Elias early on, by the time it got to 4-all, he was trading at nearly 1.3. So I'd made 15 ticks, but essentially nothing had really happened in my favour, um, so I was able to make a nice green on that one without any real um, action happening, so Elias didn't have to break serve for that to happen, um, which is a massive bonus if you can get it, so like I say at the start, if your play as an underdog, you can get some value, um, obviously the end of the first set if the favourite loses it and is now against, so, odds against, sorry, so Imagine you really fancy Murray in this match um, and he suddenly loses the first set. Now, his odds are going to be a lot higher than they were at the start of the match, especially in a three-set match because he's got to win the next two to win the match. Murray's a great example of this. He will often come back from those situations. Um, so, you know, if you've got players you like or you fancy on the day, and suddenly they find themselves a set down. Um... You know, if you're getting the odds that above evens especially that you really want on the favourite pre-match, then get involved at that point. It's very rare that one of the really top players doesn't have some kind of momentum shift at some point. So, you know, even if he went down a bit in that set and you decided to top that up with a really short lay on the original underdog... um, he might get another break back. He might get a love 30 on their serve. You know, there will be opportunities to drip money in and out here and there uh, most of the time because obviously he is the favourite and, and the chances are he is going to give it a good go to come back. Um, so, another entry point I really like is when a player on the ATP tour is a double break up serving for the set. So, in these situations, the score will either be 5 2 or 5-1, and they'll be serving to win the set. Now, you're not really in a lose situation here, because on the ATP Tour, which is a men's tour, most men hold serve most of the time. So, the market already thinks the set is won. Now, I've noticed with a lot of these, when he holds serve to win the set, the market will maybe come in one or two ticks, if that Often it will stay the same. Sometimes it will even rise at the end of the set because people are starting to lay that player. So it's a really good entry point because if your player does manage to get a point up or two points up, then you're going to start seeing the market move a few ticks. All right, it's not going to be crazy, but you know, you're know you talking maybe five, six, seven ticks, um, maybe more depending on, on who they are. And... Uh, you know, you're looking at virtually a risk-free entry point. You know, okay, as long as you get out at the end of the set, if it doesn't go your way. Um, but obviously, if you're getting a weak server as well, that's a bonus. I did this a couple of days ago with Berloc, Carlos Berloc, who was playing uh, Songa. And uh, I think he was 5-1 or 5-2 up. And so I thought, well, I'll lay him here because... I know he's not a great server. And, uh, you know, Songa's playing at home. So hopefully he'll be motivated. And uh, Songa actually came back and got ahead in that set. So that happens as well, you know. And and if you can get that moment where that happens, you know, you're talking about, you know, 50, 60 ticks um, for the risk of, like I say, virtually nothing. Um, So that is... One of my favorite entry points. Um, another one is when a favorite pre match is a set and a breakdown, and you know they're a fighter. So, again, Murray is a great example of this. Um, before she was banned, Sharapova used to be quite good at this. So, sometimes favorites will go a set and a breakdown, or even the player you like in that match will go a set and a breakdown. Now, that is such a nice entry point for a trader because. The favorite at this point is going to be you know 1.1, 1.2. If you lay it, you're not talking about massive liabilities, but if they do start struggling, you know it's only one break at the end of that in the second set. If they can come back and win that set your player, they could jump back up to evens from 1.2 so for very little outlay, you can make a very big profit um so and we've seen that happen quite a lot in the Fred recently um so sometimes it can be worth waiting for that um obviously when a market thinks a match is over i've explained this one a bit but you know when there's sub 1.1 and there's still quite a lot of the match left it can be worth just putting that lay in if you think the underdog can come back um and just see how it goes really um obviously for me in WTA I will never ever get in when my player is serving because unless they're a big server and unless I'm in for the long term of this trade for me there's no value in this play because women are broken so often if they hold great get on at that case if they don't Well, you can still get on because you can back them and maybe they'll break straight back and you're laughing. You've got a much better entry point. Um, So, yeah, for me, it's just really not worth ever taking that one. Even if they've just lost the first set and they're serving, there's no chance I'll be um, backing them at that time. I want to see them hold first because if they hold, sure, the market's going to come in a bit, but it won't be huge at that stage. But if they get broken suddenly, you're setting a breakdown, and the market will overreact to that, and panic, and suddenly the odds will shoot out. Um, so again, it's uh, it's very you have to be very clever with WTA trading, and uh, backing the server for me very rarely a great entry. Um, so obviously there are a few of the entry points i use um so i'm now going to go on to the exit points because obviously every entry to this needs an exit for us to make money um we're not necessarily looking for the outright winner when we're trading so we do need to make sure we are exiting these trades um so the first one pretty obvious end of a set so if i'm in a longer term trade for that set i'll just trade out at the end of the set um A new set can often mean new motivations, so don't assume because your players just won the first set 6-2 that they're going to win the next set. Tennis is very rarely as simple as that, um, especially when the odds pre-match were fairly close between the two players. Um, So you'll often see that suddenly the player who got thrashed in the first set has found a new lease of life because they gave up at 4-2, 5-2, or they lost a bit of motivation and now they've got it back because they've got to give it their all in this second set. When your player gets a break, okay, that's a really obvious exit. Um, you know, if your player gets a break of serve against the opponent, then the odds are going to go well in your favour. So that's a great time to trade out. Um when your player breaks and then holds. So, especially in ATP too I, I, I use this, where if they break, I'll then want them to then hold the next game. Um, now, what I'll often do to sort of compensate on a lot of these things is I will start getting my liability out when the odds swing in my favour. Um, so, if I've laid someone, I want to be drip-backing them gradually, as the price starts going out in my favour, um, so it really does uh, start eliminating a lot of your liability by doing that. Obviously, you know at times you're going to have to take losses if you've made a bad trade, if you've made a bad decision on this, or if you just got unlucky that the player decided not to play well that moment. So. Um, yeah, that's really the moment that you need to get involved there and remember that have an exit point ready. You know, if you're going to take the loss, think right, okay. I'm backing here, but if xyz happens, I'm going to take the loss. Now, I could give you a few examples of that. Um, obviously if your player gets injured or doesn't look motivated, sometimes you might want to get out pretty quickly. You know and and you might not even have to take much of a loss in that situation if your player goes a breakdown in that set and you were really betting on that set, and you know your worry is that they won't come back then you might have to take the loss there. It's a difficult one because staking will be important. So if it's a big stake, you're more likely to want to take the loss. If it's a smaller stake, you might just let it run for a bit and hope that they do come back and then maybe you can get back into that situation where you are still hedging for either break-even or even make a profit. Um, So it's just something to think about really with the tennis summer season coming up. Um, We're doing really well on the thread. Remember to check the thread. Um, betfairtradingcommunity.com all the details are on there I do my daily trading advice I'm going to try and give a few shouts as to what matches I think will be good for trading and you know where I think the odds are slightly um, skewed from where they should be Ryan's always giving tennis advice we've got Daniel in the Fred giving outstanding in play tipping um, using quite big stakes as well Daniel um so you know he's really good at what he's doing he knows what he's doing and he's well worth following um so yeah have a good summer with it and uh if you're new to it start with really small stakes just enjoy it see it as training just learn it for a while before you even think about putting on serious stakes um and yeah it's a great sport i love tennis i play it all the time um i like watching it i like trading on it and uh you know as i say a lot of research can go into it a lot of learning and that's how you get the edge on the market it really is as simple as that um so i hope you've gained something from this remember to check out the site betfairtradingcommunity.com loads of info strategies on there um and obviously we have all the in place stuff um live trading so good luck with your trading this summer cheers